<laughs> from last from last. I actually, I actually think you do hate me, and you just are playing <laughs> it up as a joke. You, you and Rags hurt my feelings last night. Why? What did we say? I thought it was all good things. You said you hated me. Well, actually, the only the most thing the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me was when we were at that bar in Toronto, and I knocked the glass over, and you just called me an idiot. <laughs> and you meant it so sincerely and it like really hurt my feelings you're you're an idiot is anybody else drinking after hair the dog man Just, I, will, as soon as I, it's I felt no no i felt fine i felt fine today i'm just freaking exhausted i still yeah. have to do my yoga after this so i can't get i can't get too sauced up yeah, I I slept in till like one thirty. Oh my lord! <laughs> I was up at eight o'clock this morning, so this is what I have left of this monkey shoulder. But I finished the other one. I had two bottles of them, and I also finished a whole bottle of Black Button. <laughs> Jeez, you slept in and... till one thirty, JJ? Yeah. My God. My body needed it. I was up yesterday. I was up from three a.m. until two a.m. <laughs> I don't know if you can qualify what you were doing as being a Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I was like JJ's gonna <laughs> fall out of his chair. Did but I don't did you were were you sleeping on the floor? Because like we were all quiet for a minute and we could hear something. So I don't know if your bedroom's close by and you're like snoring or something. What happened? No, I went and got food and then went up to bed and just left it open. <laughs> so you okay. guys could hang out. <laughs> yeah. What time did you guys we weren't on too much longer, so oh. and that's also why I put it ballpark. My put it on my other computer, so at least if I back out, it's still available for everybody else to continue to talk and hang out. Is Amber and Lauren jumping on, or I don't know. I assume they are, but since it is actually four, um, I'll officially start this off. This is the uh, so welcome. This is the bar madness edition of the encore uh with game on sports uh, you can follow us on social media at game on buffalo twitter facebook instagram snapchat and brandon's favorite tiktok oh, yeah. uh, website is game on buffalo.com uh you can find on you know game on buffalo.com all of our upcoming leagues fortunately given everything we don't know when those leagues will be but we are doing a couple of different things bar madness being one of them um, and we have weekly Mario Kart tournaments at 8 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday going on. Uh, am I missing anything, JJ? Not, nope, that's about it going on right now. Um, we have people commenting, doing their own um, things, but only thing that uh, we have set up is just Mario Kart 8 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, you can find this podcast on pretty much all social media platforms, uh, Podbean is our site where we host things. You can find our website game or Podbean backslash game on Buffalo, um, or you can find it right from our homepage. And that's, that's it. It still feels weird doing this without the microphone in front of me. I feel so much more comfortable with it. That's um, odd. It's just what? like we're having a conversation. Why I don't under, yeah. why do you need the microphone? It's just weird. It just feels weird doing the intro for the podcast without it. You feel um, more yeah, we were all with the mic, like in front of you, like you're doing it right. You know, this is just more of an. I don't know. It's just maybe this, like this hand with this in front of my mouth, is, that, is yeah, just yeah, a is normal. It, how's that go, Tim? Yeah, is that is that just normal? Like for this. You? <laughs> yeah, it's just normal for me. 
so like if you cup your hand like in a C and then you hold it up to your mouth, like that's what I'm used to doing when we do the podcast. Okay. And on Friday um, nights and Saturday nights and Sunday nights. Yeah, typically. You know, allegedly. Some, yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were just talking about, uh, so for Brandon's birthday was yesterday. Oh, so, yeah. and uh, since normally we would go to Hibachi in Kyoto, uh, but unfortunately given all the circumstances, we couldn't do that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ put together a Zoom uh, Pong tournament for everybody. Uh, so how many, how many teams did we end up having for that? So there ended up being 10 teams, but we had more people because obviously like, Brandon and Liz played as one team. Uh, Tim, you and your wife played as one team, like stuff like that. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. my call is what how we did it. Went pretty cool, too. It was fun. People were playing after the tourney was over. Amber went undefeated throughout the whole tournament and won it all. Um, Brandon, how, how did you play overall? I know you weren't there at the end, but. I was, I was there for most of it. I missed the last hour and a half. An hour and a half went until uh, 3.20. And I do want to start off by saying I do apologize for the baby in the background. Um, he's enjoying his seat right now, so he just woke up from a nap. Um, but, I uh, no, it was a lot of fun. And I, the, the, he sounds very excited. Yeah, he, he enjoyed it also. Um, it, yeah. The fun about Rocco is that he went to bed at like 8, and we had to make sure we had to keep everything as quiet as possible. So I laid blankets around the table. I had blankets on the, um, on the table, so hoping that when the ball hit anywhere besides the cups, it wouldn't make a sound. I think overall it went well, um, but in general, the whole tournament, I thought it was so much fun. The breakout rooms and then being able to kind of go back into the session, hang out with people that are waiting, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we the able to – you know, Lauren and I were able to be on the same team playing someone else. So then we had three people involved. Uh, the setup I thought was really cool too. I thought it worked well. Um, having the, we had the screen at the opposite end of the table. So basically we're shooting at our computer screen. So you were able to see everything. It was a lot of fun. I mean, sooner or later, it's going to be like, we don't need to hang out with each other. We can just do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. We should just see each other's faces in these little boxes on our screens. Yeah. So it was a, it was a blast. So I appreciate everyone that jumped on. Um, Went to bed at two. Woke up at three thirty. So nice. You should have um, just stayed up, man. You could. You should have just stayed right through. I should have, but I, uh, the hour maybe hurt me. But I'm I'm hoping that in the long run today, when it gets around nine o'clock, and maybe I can push an extra hour because I got that. But thank you, JJ, and everyone else to join on. It was a lot of fun. For sure. So yeah, I guess I, I should probably do intros for everybody. So uh, we're joined by me, Tim Shigrew, uh Brandon Sicleri, and Rocco Sicleri that you can hear in the background. Uh, JJ Dan and Lauren Nedwick, who just joined us as well. Lauren, how are you feeling today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing a little better this afternoon. I see that you haven't gone and put contacts in, so that usually says how well someone's hangover is going. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> um, Tim, I was literally so we, thinking the same thing when I saw Lauren with the glasses. Like, oh, okay, I know, <laughs> I know that. Hangover in 4 p.m. <laughs> I got dressed nice, though. I put a collared sh- uh, shirt on. That's the, uh, I slept with my contacts in and my eyes hurt, so you got to take them out and put glasses on. <laughs> Did you sleep with your contacts in or no? No, no. I've been wearing contacts since, um, I, like, the fifth grade, so I'm really careful with my eyes. I used to sleep with them in when I was younger, but it was always stupid, too. 
Yeah, it hurts your eyes really bad when you sleep with them in. So even if I'm completely drunk, I normally almost always take them out. Can't do the contacts thing. Always have to wear glasses. I don't have glasses or contacts. So I don't know the, I don't know the pain that you guys are It's good. With. You don't have to look at your face then as well as everybody else does. <laughs> Maybe they would help my face. Maybe I should try to work. Maybe. Glasses. Yeah. JJ, why can't you wear contacts? I just have – I can't like – put my finger in my eye to do the contact thing. Oh, so it's just like a personal thing that you yeah, can't get just, over I touching your eye. I can't do that. Like, that's the one thing I can't do. That just sucks. So I just deal with glasses. But my vision isn't that bad. Like, it's borderline being required to drive. So. Whoa, wait, talking yeah. about your, your, your vision is bad that you might not be able to drive or the opposite of what you said? No, like, I technically don't need glasses to drive but i still wear them anyway like you have a once your vision gets bad enough like you get a certain diagnosis from your optometrist you are required by law to wear glasses while driving at that point in time huh okay yeah. so i'm before that mark where i'm required and that's why they give you the eye test at the dmv without glasses on and stuff like that Look at this. Who would have thought we would have learned about contacts and glasses today? Glasses, yeah. yeah. You never know where these things will take us. Yeah, and you're right, Lauren. <laughs> the rabbit hole that took us down. And you're right, Lauren. They are expensive. Like, yeah, hundreds of dollars a year just spent on being able to see. Well, I would, I would spend a little bit more, but in my opinion, I would, you have to spend hundreds of dollars in order to see. I think that's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Unfortunately, my insurance doesn't cover it. So for me, it's always out of pocket. It's the one thing I don't have with my insurance is vision. Oh, well. Jeez, but, but, well, but, you know, so, your vision was pretty well last night. You, you beat me. It, well, I beat yeah. you the first game. You beat me the second game. So it worked well last night. Lauren's vision just got better as the night went on. Her and I started demolishing uh, competition. So I was so. terrible. You, oh, you it's, a, the team, it's a team game. It's a team game. I needed the moral support. So. I made I made more shots left-handed than right-handed last night. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that um, I'm you know speaking a team. You know these bars that we have coming up. You know they had to work as a team in order to get all the way to the final four, and that's what we have set up for today. We have the final four bars. Um, Going to talk about them, break down, uh, get some insight on how they got started, and hopefully have, be joined by. I think we have. Three slated, definitely. Am I correct on that, Tim? Uh, yes. So we have three, possibly four. Um, we have coming up first eight offs, followed by Matinee, um, followed by Casey's Black Rock Riverside, uh, and then followed by potentially Lloyd. And in the matchups currently, we have um, Matinee taking on Casey's Black Rock, and eight offs is taking on Lloyd in the file. Lloyd Taco Factory. That matinee Casey's Blackrock competition right now is intense. Every day it's going Insane. from like 49 to 50. It's just bouncing back and forth. It's really entertaining to see who's going to pull it out at the end. Lauren, do you have the bracket possibly pulled up in front of you? I just no, would, no, I, I want to go. Yeah, if you could do that. I want to go through and see uh, who these people, and when we talk to them, um, who they took down and who they had to go through in order to get to the final four. I mean, there are some pretty close matchups throughout this whole thing. When when does the uh, final when does the voting stop? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. <clears throat> oh, JJ's going back to uh, get back oh. on the horse. Lauren, you, you that looks like a very sugary. It looks like a jelly donut drink. Is that what that is? 
It's a raspberry sour from Thin Man. Nice. Minky Boodle. Look at you guys all cracking a beer, getting back on the horse. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm toting the company line today, so I don't have any craft beers left. I'm drinking a sour from 12 Gates. Nice. Is it one of the new ones? Mm-hmm. How is Is the blueberry or whatever? No, it's not blueberry. It's a flamingo on the can. Uh, I think I remember seeing, I forgot what that one's name, but yeah, I remember, uh, um, Matt pushing that on Facebook earlier this week. It's good. <clears throat> I mean, I like so, sour beer, so. So before we jump into the, uh, the bar madness and breaking down these bars, I do want to point out, obviously we we're talking about yesterday and how disappointing it was and how nice the weather was yesterday due to the fact that we should have been playing football. It was such yeah. nice weather yesterday. I don't know, Brandon, Lauren, and I enjoyed the nice weather. We had a nice long run. It was wonderful. <laughs> as Brandon, as Brandon leaves Brandon, the podcast, gone. <laughs> I can't tell if he left. The, on. I know he's he's wants to be running, but you know, deep down inside, he just can't. He can't let himself know that he lost, and that <laughs> he's gonna start running, and he's gonna get hooked. <laughs> yeah, you ended up finishing out at like almost seven and a half miles yesterday. That's pretty great. Yeah, you know, I probably should have kept running for that last tenth of a mile to get to seven and a half, but I stopped and, you know, I didn't want to push myself. So, yeah, um, my left, my calf and my foot were starting to bother me a little bit towards the end. How are they feeling today? Okay. Good, good. I still have to do the yoga today. I haven't done that. So that'll be after we're done with the podcast. Same. But, uh, Brandon, you would love it. We also have a nice yin yoga scheduled for today, so. Are you not talking or is uh, Rocco? I'm talking. Oh, you were on mute for some oh, reason. Cool. Yeah, I have nothing. I mentioned Run Club and you looked like you were going to jump out the, the window. I have is, is, so this is, my, this is my deal with running. And this is the number one reason why I despise running. It's because runners are just like CrossFit people. That's all I hear about. That's, if you run, you have to let the world know you did something. Congratulations. And I applaud you guys for what you're doing. I physically choose not, I choose not to, and I don't even think I could right now, but I think that's the reason I can't stand runners in quotations is because once people do it, majority, not you two, but majority, they have to tell you they run. They have to let you know how far. So that's why. That's why. I well, personally, I, I tell you about it now because I know it makes you mad. Yeah. yeah. So knowing that you get upset by it so makes me want to talk about towards, it with you more. This is not towards you or Lauren because Lauren's been doing this her whole life and she's not like that. But I'm lumping, I lump, like not all cross people are like that, but I lump, I lump them together. And that's why it's, it's frustrating. And I don't, understand, I don't understand why certain things that people do. And this isn't, I could go down a rabbit hole here, but I think all, all three of us, we, we, we work out, we try to stay active and that's awesome. And I want people to do that. But I don't understand the idea of why certain people have to on social media, that is, have to let you know they're at the gym or take a picture. Like, I don't, that whole thing bothers me. Like, I'm glad you're doing it. And if that's what's going to motivate you to go, I guess continue. But not a big fan of that. Oh, and Brandon, I forgot I had this. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have the same thing. Yep. Right, okay, so Lauren, would you, off my soapbox. would you say that uh, runners are just like CrossFitters? In that aspect, yes. I don't know because, I mean, running, just distance running has been always 
around for, since the beginning of time, I guess. But CrossFit's a like relatively new thing, and I don't, I guess I if, I don't know if it's like I don't know if Lauren, you're breaking up. Need to classify yeah. it like runners or CrossFit. Oh, sorry, bad no, uh, bad Wi-Fi back here. Mm. No, no, I'm not. The the two aren't the same. They're completely different forms of. Uh, working out, if you will, but the idea that when uh, someone's a crossfitter, they have to let you know they're a crossfitter, and when someone run what, is a runner, they have to let you know they're a runner. It's definitely more on the crossfit than the run part because yes. you make the joke like, "Don't bother asking some someone if they do crossfit. Don't worry, they'll tell you." Type of deal. Yes. <laughs> but with runners, it's not to that level. But yeah, they probably still mention it more often than not. I'm not against running, as I mentioned. I know Lauren, Tim brought you in on that. Um, I was working on trying to get a jogger for Rocco and I to go with you guys. I can run. I just choose not to. But I didn't realize which that all the jogging strollers are like six months, which is mind-boggling to me because I honestly thought you could just put them in there and run as soon as they were born. But I learned something, so I have to wait a little bit. Yeah, he's got to be able to support his own head, so he can't be bouncing around in there without – I feel like if you're running on like a smooth surface, it's just gliding, not really bouncing around. I don't know. I'm going to take the advice of the, <laughs> the requirement for certain strollers. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to chuck those at the window and be like, boy, these fuckers don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I will. Um, once that comes, I will be getting one of those. And then by all means, I'm looking forward, as you can see, to the run club. I thought that is a lot of fun. I know Lauren, I appreciate you setting that up for now. They're going to be the second session. Um, it's not, that is not only about running, but it's also seeing your friends, hanging out with them and then, you know, getting exercise, uh, at the same time. So I do look forward to that every year. I know my wife and I are going to be doing that and hopefully bringing Rocco along with us. Great. Yeah. So Brandon, for the, the posting of it and, you know, I think it's good that it's been kind of in that group. I think if it was on our normal game on feed, it wouldn't feel the same, but yeah. Especially within the group, it's just pretty much everyone supporting one another, it seems like. You know, I mean, people encouraging other people to run and get yeah. out there. Don't get me wrong. This is all me. I'm just a bitter person, apparently. So keep doing what you're doing. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so we are waiting on uh, Mel and Maureen are joining us first. Mike. Mike, Mike is joining us. Yes. Yeah, so he's going to – Mike uh, so, is one owner of Adolphs out of the three. Um, and they've been doing a lot of good things, not only, you know, working with us when it comes to our leagues, but also, um, <clears throat> trying to stay, you know, you know, get some business during our times right now. Um, they're right down the street for me and they're always promoting certain specials going on. I get, they've been doing really, really well with their fish fry and that's awesome to see that. So I wanted him to talk a little bit about that. And he broke down the story of, you know, what the place used to look like and what it looks like now. And it's a complete transformation. Um, from when they took over to what it was like beforehand. So it's really entertaining, and I think you guys will enjoy that. Now it'll be good once eventually once he jumps on here. Mm -hmm. Lauren, do you want to go through who they beat to get to um, to get to there to get to the final four? I don't know. I sure. I can't speak. Yeah. Uh, let me know if I cut out. I, my Wi-Fi is a little uh, slow in my office. Uh, so yeah, Adolf's in the first round took on Daly's Bar which I personally am not familiar with dailies. Have you guys been there? It's on Seneca street. Yes. Right and we have, right have we, I think so. Okay. 
There he is. Hey, oh, there we go. That is a perfect background, too. I like it. <laughs> so, Mike, welcome. Mike from Adolph's Old First Ward oh, Tavern. Good. How are you, man? I'm so, I'm going to give... So, uh, for, for anyone who is listening that doesn't know uh, Adolph's, uh, you can find their website, 555tavern.com. Follow them on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Adolph's Tavern, and on Instagram, Old First Ward Tavern. And they're located at 555 South Park Avenue, right in the heart of the Old First Ward in Buffalo. Thanks, man. No, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to join us. So, we were just, uh, we were just doing a quick rundown of all the bars that Ados has taken down on their, their road to the final four. Yeah. yeah we, uh, Go ahead, we, Mike. No, I was going to say, we've been uh, humbled and, and uh, honored to have as many friends as we've had uh, say that we're a favorite tavern of theirs. So it's, it's been fun. I mean, you guys have gone up against some stiff competition through this as well. I mean, there's a lot of people who have their favorite places that are in, you know, in that whole neighborhood in South Buffalo and, you guys have crushed some of those opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, like I said, it's been fun, and we, we've had a lot of good support. And uh, you know, especially during this time, you know, it's it's good to know that people are thinking about us uh, and stopping in and getting some food and voting for us as well. So we were just going over your first matchup with Dolly's Bar. I don't, I, I Brandon, I think Dolly's. Yeah, I think we have been there before, but. Um, you know, it's a tough matchup for the the first one, even with them as a 16 seed. They're a popular place in South Buffalo. Right. I, I tell you, it's um, uh, Ellen who who runs daily. She comes in quite a bit. Good friend of ours. And, uh, you know, going up against dailies right away, I was like, oh, I, I don't know, man, because that's one of our favorites. I know, you know, if we close around midnight or whatever, Maureen and Brian and I will head over there and have a few beers. a great place. And, uh and so it was. It was almost disappointing to see us to beat them because they're such a such a favorite of ours. But uh, but yeah, it, it is a great place, and, and it's truly you know it's an old school tavern too, which is what we want to be, and uh, that's why we like it so much. <clears throat> so after you guys defeated Dolly's, uh, Lauren, Dailies. you have it in front of you. Dailies, Dailies. man, <laughs> I will say that wrong a thousand times. <laughs> Lauren, who was up next? Okay, sorry, I broke up a little. So yeah, then next was Gene McCarthy's, another big win. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that that one, I'll tell you. We um, you know, we we don't like to say we're in competition with Genies, but the reality is we are only two blocks away, and and we're, we're a similar bar, but uh, uh, it's a fun competition, and and again, we we go there quite a bit, and Timmy and Margo and, and the crew from there come down, so. Uh, it was always good to see old friends in that game, and um, you know, and and then to defeat them, it kind of it kind of gives us a little pride that boy, you know, we worked five years to build something in the old first ward, and and, and perhaps we succeeded because to take down Genies was a feat that we didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, and they have a good following on social media. I mean, that's part of what goes into this is who on social media has a following, and you know, people know Gene McCarthy's. It's a it's a name that people recognize and stuff. But I will say you guys have the bigger patio than they do. So maybe that played a factor in you guys taking them down. <laughs> it could, could be. I know uh, – I think that and I think, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, we've put ourselves on the map with our wings and uh, we've done well with our, you know, our specials and so forth. And I think that drew a lot of people in. 
and uh, and I try to be witty on social media, which is, uh, you know, maybe maybe helped us at the end, you know, with the last couple votes. So after taking down old first award, who was next, Lauren? Yeah, we went to the the Sweet Sixteen, and you guys were triumphant over Potter's Field. <laughs> yeah. Um, so two of my best friends worked there, uh, Dave Ryan and Joe Parisi, great guys. And uh, my wife and I go there quite a bit for the food. So, you know, we, we, when we went up against Potters, that was a simple, uh, well, it was an honor to be in the tournament and, and thanks for having us, you know, and, um, you know, especially their menu and, and the crowd they bring in the weekends is just such a great place. And they got that great outdoor patio and so forth. And so, uh, but you know what, we, we hung in there and, um, you know, we worked hard and we, you know, reached out again on social media and said, Hey, you know, this is, keep supporting us. And uh, I will tell you, I probably pulled the voting up uh, the last day on that one, about every six minutes, just to see what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with punters is that in the first round, they had a ton of people sharing and voting. And then after that, they seemed to either, maybe they didn't see that it was going on or that they had won. So um, it, it it could be. We actually had one of our employees voted for Potters. And, and I, I, I called them and said, what are, you, what are you doing? And they said, well, I, I felt so bad. It was so lopsided to start out. I go, I go, the game goes to the end. Don't do that. Not worth winning unless you win big, man. That's, that's yeah. right. So, it ain't you know, over till it's I over. I don't want the buzzer shot to be with one of my own employees, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's a good thing that it was that he, he felt bad and not like, well, I just think they're better. <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. Well, after that, we went on to the Elite Eight, and you guys were triumphant over Overpass Pub. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, that, you know, and then all of a sudden you're getting out of our neighborhood and out of our group of friends going Overpass. They're in a different neighborhood. They did just some amazing renovations to that place. I mean, it's gorgeous. And, uh, you know, I remember we said when they first opened after like the first week we drove by, we were going to dailies, by the way, and we drove by and it was packed. And I thought, boy, the first two years we had six customers total. So I, you know, I was a little nervous that they had such a strong following going in. But, but again, that, that contest, I felt more confident only because, you know, now you're sec you're separating the, the, the fan base and, you know, the, the Potters Field voters and the Gene McCarthy voters, I think we were going to win in the end, and we did. We were, we were pretty successful on that one. I mean, you find that in the actual tournament for March Madness of people throwing their support behind, you know, their favorite bar that's from their area or maybe if they go out early, you know, some one of the, the, the nation's favorites, as, as I would say. So, yeah, it makes sense that all the other bars in the old First Ward or more in South Buffalo would throw their support behind you guys wanting it to stay within, the, you know, the neighborhood. Right. right. And that's I, actually I will say that a couple of people from Potters and a couple of people from Genies did vote for us in the overpass contest. I did see, nice. you know, scrolling down. I said, oh, look at that. So, they, you know, they were still following the tournament even though they were knocked out. Nice. That's I really so, cool. That's cool to know. That's that's it. Cool uh, to Mike, before we jumped on, uh, well, sorry, JJ, I was going to say, before we jumped on, I was going over uh, the, if you could kind of break down how you got started and also kind of the transformation of Adolph's Old Force Ward Tavern, because I know you told me this story once of kind of what it looked like and how you kind of switched everything around, moved the bar to the opposite side and kind of make it what it is right now. So if you could kind of run down how you got started and a little bit about yeah. it. 
Yeah, so so Adolph's, as you know, I mean, it's, it's an icon in the neighborhood, a big parade day bar. And when we found out it was for sale, you know, we, we said, you know, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's do a little pub like we used to go to in the earlier years and so forth. And uh, so we, we did. We, we went in the first day, and, and it, it, to describe it now, you see the tin ceiling and the memorabilia shelf. Well, there was a drop ceiling that covered the tin ceiling, and there was a Formica plywood bar. Um, and then a hatch to the basement. And, you know, we, we realized the tin ceiling was above the, the drop ceiling. So we tore that down and, uh, you know, re refinished it as best we could. It was a little beat up. And, uh, and then, yeah, we, we moved sections of the bar. I was going to just kind of face it with some decorative wood and realize that behind this Formica was that original uh, basic, you know, pillar type bar with panels and it was bonded together and it was cut to put a keg cooler in and so forth. So, we reconfigured it and, and, you know, kind of moved it and then put a whole continuous top. So it stretches the entire bar. And then we closed that hatch to the basement. And that's what brought us the, the glass cooler that gives us all the craft beers and imports and so forth. And, uh, and then we put a walk-in cooler in, which Adolph's never had down in the basement. So we could serve Guinness and Smittics on tap and, uh, you know, some other crafts and so forth. And, um, and then that was it. All we did was, was restore the front room. And we weren't ready for food. You know, we were just like, boy, we're two years away from food. I mean, it's going to be hard. And about a year and a half in, we began, uh, you know, work on the kitchen. And it, it, it included a, a full gut, a full tear out of the floor, you know, some gun into the walls, some re-drywall. There was some cabinets had to be taken down. And we went to an auction of a place that closed downtown. And we bought a couple fryers, some stainless tables, some furniture for the back room. And and I said, well, this is it, boys, now. This is a transformational day for us because now we have the equipment, we have the tools, we have the – and uh, and so, you know, we, we went from re restoring the bar room to getting the kitchen going. And now, you know, I hate to say it, but during shutdown, you know, we now we, – we, we've done so well in Game On and, and the, the, you know, Buffalo Police, Buffalo Fire, and, you know, all the first responders have been so supportive of us that we really have not had an opportunity to take the next step uh, to restore the inside of the bar. We're, we're probably going to, once we know we can reopen, we're probably going to uh, stop our takeout and do some more restoration to the back room and so forth. And then uh, the patio, as you mentioned, you know, there was a house out back that was like a mini uh, uh, building of ours that was falling down. So we tore that down and it, it left a three foot hole. We filled the hole. And the unique thing that makes our patio so enjoyable is, um, you know, not just the size, but because that house was there, the trees form a canopy because they grew over the top of the roof. And so now if you notice when you go out in the summer, you notice the trees make this archway. So it's a sunny but shaded, you know, area. Great for, you know, cornhole and stuff. But, you know, what we'd like to do this summer, and we were, we're I talked to a bunch of bands when I had like Sunday fun days with bands and different menu items and so forth. So it's definitely an evolution, and, and I laugh. Every time I go in, I laugh, and I think to myself, boy, you know, we used to open the drawer on Mondays with $22 in it, and, uh, and, and now we have a, you know, full menu, and we, you know, a full patio, and, um, and, and we do, you know, we, we're looking for more renovations and so forth, but it's, it's been a great, I mean, it was five years in October, and believe it or not, we were planning on having a, um, a huge party in April after Lent to celebrate our five years and, and a couple other special events. And uh, we're going to have to replan that now and <laughs> reschedule. But, uh, 
but it's been a great five years and I really can't believe, you know, and we did it, you know, to be frank, everyone's like, Oh, you'd be so rich if they put that stadium there. We, we bought the bar before that was even a conversation. So, you know, the, the tavern as it sits today is the tavern that we wanted it to be. And, um, and we're really proud of it. We really are. So thanks for, I mean, thank Brandon, thanks for asking because it is a good story. And, you know, the bar opened in 1934 in the, family that opened it we bought it from from them so other than the shutdown period where we did restoration it's basically basically continuously running since 34. oh wow so that's yeah i knew that that's an awesome story and all i kind of heard right there was now you're having sunday fun day so now it's my saturday and sunday <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, might, I heard we might do taco tuesday too buddy so i'm oh, you know oh, I, I gotta, you better clear your calendar <laughs> <laughs> so is there space above the bar for Brandon to just move into is the question. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we have cleaned it up a bit up there. You know, it's not, it, it's not habitable for most tenants, but if you're going to be there three days a week, it probably makes sense. sleeping bag. I might need a permanent place to live. <laughs> um, so uh, Mike, obviously Adolf's is the number one seed in the tournament. Um, you guys have been our sponsor for football for the last couple of years. So we made a point to, all the sponsors that we have, we tried to make number one seeds in the tournament. Um, you guys have been great to us over the last couple of years. Um, people love going to the bar, everything that you've done with it. People love the food that's there. The patio out back is nice. So uh, you guys definitely earned that number one seed. I appreciate that. I, I, I would say that, that, you know, although we try as hard as we can to, to treat everyone who comes in well, uh, I, I would say that the, you guys have been good to us. Actually, goes in the other direction. Game On's been a great supporter, and uh, and not just not just as a sponsor. I mean, you, you know, the the league members. You know, we, we see them on our Sunday fun days. We'll see them there for the music on Tuesday nights before Sabres games on whatever. So, you know, it, it's a it's definitely a two way friendship, and uh, probably one of the uh, of all the business decisions I've made in 25 years, probably one of the best ones I've ever made was to sponsor you guys and and uh, and invite you in. And, you know, and again, it, it, it keeps you on your toes because when you have that many friends coming in, you got to make sure you're consistent. You got to make sure it's the same because, because when people come in regularly, they'll recognize the differences and, you know, and, and it's also important for us to find out when the differences pop up and, you know, having good friends like you and you say, Hey, you know, we, we were there the other day. It wasn't, you know, there was an issue or this and that, that helps us stay on our toes and, and always be, you know, the best we can. And that, that's what's most important to us. Right. And I, and I tell the bartenders all the time, you know, no one ever comes in and says, Hey, I came in and your place looks great. Or I came in, the beer was cold. They go, no, I came in and Morgan was working. I came in and Mel was working. And I said, you guys, you're the most important facet of, of what we are. And, and, and every one of them has been great uh, over the years. And, and I thank them regularly for what they've done and how they treat you guys. Cause that's why people come back it really is. Well, the good thing is next time um, Tim leaves his credit card at your bar, just charge and fix something. <laughs> All right? That's, that's what you can do. So, so Tim, there's a, there's, a, there's a custom carpet charge on there right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you, it was an expensive, yeah. it was an expensive floor. Just it, am, it amazes me how many times he leaves his credit card there. He has to have left it at your place five, more, five or more times. Uh, probably something like that. So when I opened, uh, when I opened Facebook today and the chat pops up from your guys' Facebook account, um, it, the last comment I had was thank you guys for holding on to like my credit card for me until I could come back to pick it up. <laughs> That's our pleasure. We no. actually, it's funny. 
We've actually had some where they sit in the drawer and I go, do they not know what's missing? <laughs> I've definitely left mine there before, too. <laughs> what was that, Lauren? I was going to say, so Mike, you know, with your win over eight, or, uh, overpass in the uh, Elite Eight, that made you South Buffalo Division champions. That, that's and right. you will be going on to face the North Buffalo Division champions, Lloyd's Taco Factory, which we have out for voting right now. Right. Right. It's been, there's, there's been a lot of votes out there. Uh, I actually had one person comment and said, isn't there a mercy rule? And I said, no coach, no coach backs away in the first half. Uh, but we'll be res as respectful as we can as the game goes on, if, if, it, if it continues. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've, we've had, like I said, we've had a lot of people following the tournament. We've had a lot of people supporting us and, and we've been, you know, as good as we can, um, to all of our customers. And so I use social media to reach out to them and ask for their support. And, and they've been fully supportive, but you know, there's a day and a half of voting left and you know, it's uh, these tournaments make me nervous. I don't, <laughs> I don't, there's no victory until it says the voting's ended. So uh, I'll keep watching and we'll, you know, we'll hope that we'll, we'll prevail. I mean, you've you got an organization there that, that started with a food truck and, you know, then, then opened a couple more and then went brick and mortar. And I mean, really, you know, in the Buffalo food truck scene, if, if, if somebody would say, how did Buffalo get their food trucks? Let's be honest. Lloyd's is the reason Buffalo has food trucks. I mean, they made it successful because they had quality food right off the bat and Buffalonians loved it. And Buffalonians are loyal to local, right? What do we got? Two Taco Bells and, you know, 20 Mighty Tacos. We got a couple Star or a couple, yeah, a couple Starbucks and we got a ton of spot coffees. I mean, Buffalo's really loyal to the locals. So, you know, I, it's, they, they've been a very impressive restaurant tour to go from, you know, a high quality food truck to a, uh, you know, to a, a brick and mortar. And, you know, hopefully we prevail over them and, and move on to the, the finals. No, definitely. And I, I said, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, but before I said, before we let you go, could you uh, run down kind of what you have going on right now at Adolph's some specials and things you have going on during the week? Yeah, we're, so we're doing, we start, we started two weeks ago, Wild Wing Wednesdays. We do 75-cent wings. Uh, prices continue to drop. We might continue to drop them as well, but that's been very popular. And then we're open uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for takeout, full menu. Every day we're doing specials. We're doing um, six, six domestics for eight bucks, um, six crafts or imports for 10 bucks, Guinness to go, Pints Guinness to go for three bucks. Um, and then, you know, th this week, you know, in, in honor of, uh, you know, stuff and, and, you know, just things coming up where, you know, we're actually going to have a turkey club, classic American sandwich, right? And uh, have that on Thursday. And then Cinco de Mayo, which is next Tuesday, we're going to do Taco Tuesday. So, you know, it, we, that's why we're using social media so much is to try to keep people informed on what we're doing. But, yep. uh, and, and we're doing the full Friday menu, fish fries, seafood platters, pierogi platters, everything. So, you know, we just want people to come in and just keep enjoying and, you know, staying on the map. And, you know, it's been hard. I mean, it's, it's tough. We, if anyone's come in, we, you know, we had to hang tarps near the door. We, we unloaded all our liquor. We shut down all our taps. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it can be depressing going there a little bit, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's not the place we want it to be. But, uh, but it's always good to sit there and, and, and see everyone come in and get the food and say hi, you know, and, uh, I actually, Buffalo Wingware gave us some uh, Buffalo Wing bandanas, so we made masks out of those. <laughs> you know, we're doing the best we can. But, yeah, so 
I mean, the best thing is on, on social media, we'll be putting the specials. Like I said, this week, it's we got a turkey club special on Thursday. We got Wild Wings on Wednesday. Next week is Cinco de Mayo Taco Tuesday. So, uh, and we'll keep that going. Awesome. No, I appreciate it. Um, I said you won't, uh, you'll be seeing us soon, hopefully, all gathering back at your place. And I appreciate you jumping on, and uh, good luck in the uh, final four. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Have a great Thank day. You. Yeah, you too. Bye. So, no, it was great. I, I didn't realize they did all that work to fix yeah. the bar. Oh, my God. It's pretty remarkable. So when, um, we, uh, when you have a chance, uh, you know, when you get to see him, he has pictures. And just to see the, it looked – it looked like a 1970s like basement to me. Uh, well, I should definitely drop, get. My thing is, why did they have a drop ceiling covering that uh, ceiling they currently have? Like, mm -hmm. come on, that that's awesome. There. So, a lot of places have done that. So, if you go into where the tap room used to be in the Lafayette Hotel, that ceiling was covered up with drop ceilings as well. And when they tore it off, they're like, "Why on earth?" Like, it's this beautiful like arch ceiling, and they're like, "Why on earth?" Would anyone ever cover this up? Same thing with the floor that's in there. The tile that's on the floor at the Lafayette was covered up with like tile that you'd see in like Walmart or that you'd see in like Kmart or something. So uh, part of, so when we first moved in there, they kept setting off the smoke alarms because they were grinding off the glue off of that floor in there and all the dust in the, the air kept setting off the smoke alarms, but it was worth everything that they did to restore that place. So it's really cool to see, um, to see Mike talk about like what the effort that they went through there at ADOS to make that place what it is now. I love it. I love, I love the look of like old architecture and stuff like that. And I, like you said, Tim, at the Lafayette, like all that stuff restored just makes it look so amazing now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the place is incredible. Both of them. I mean, look, ADOS is, it's granted, like you said, you always like that like neighborhood bar that you can go to and feel a part of. Um, they're just, they're great. They're great. Yep. And the big, and the big thing about places, um, as he mentioned, trying to get a kitchen, but the number one thing is, yeah, you can have a kitchen, but the food has to be good. And I think he undersold how I think great his food is with the chicken wings are delicious. The chicken sandwich that they finally put on the menu after, after I asked how many times that that was on there, um, their chicken, their chicken fingers is I love you can ask multiple people they could be the best they've ever had those chicken fingers are tim i know you devour those things when we go in there it's those delicious. things are delicious um yeah the, the time and effort they do into kind of making their sauces figuring out what works and what doesn't their food is really good so it's, it doesn't surprise me that they made it this far um and uh i, I think it's, they have a tough matchup with uh with lloyd um when he jumps on we'll talk about their side but i think uh it helps us to kind of watch their back a little bit meaning I think they're look they're focusing on Facebook a little bit too much because on the other side there's Twitter and that's where Lloyd that's where Lloyd likes to sneak up on you and take some votes. So I think if uh, if Lloyd uh, catches on that they're down as much as they are, they could uh, they could get that race back up to even pretty quickly. I think they have quite the brand recognition, as Mike said. You know, there was a reason we have food trucks in Buffalo, and it's because of Lloyd. I mean, they were the ones the originals. That's why their first food truck is called the OG. You know. And it's Tim and we always talk about, you know, how we want rivalries between like bars. I, when he was breaking down the owner of each of the bars in South Buffalo, I feel like, like the Godfather where they bring everyone in and sit them around like a table. Like, <laughs> yeah. All the, all the, the heads of me. <laughs> all the heads of the bars just sit around the table. 
Well, the one that I was worried about for them too, and that was Overpass, because Overpass is also a sponsor of ours for our floor hockey league, and they just started this year, but they had a pretty decent social follow, or social media following as well, and a ton of people sharing it. So, um, but it's funny for Mike to say along the way, he's like, "Well, I'm glad we made it this far. It looks like we're going to be bowing out here because of all the other bars that are in the area that you know that they know people of and know how much of a following that they have." Yeah. Um. I can't wait to, I mean, this is all of them. Adolph's matinee, Lloyd Casey's. I can't wait until uh, we can get back up and running and start going around to these establishments, hanging out with some friends there. And, and not just for myself, but at least the business can kind of get back to the, the norm, if you will, and get their workers back working, get the bartenders back going and get everything back to the way it should be. So hopefully that hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely miss going out to all these places. You could probably hammer through all eight movies. Yeah, I got a lot of time. Nothing but time. <laughs> I think what I'm going to try and do one of these days is actually do the whole uh, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies, all extended versions. That'll oh, wow. Ever. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like um, they're like almost three hours each. Yeah. So I watched like, one in the theaters. It was the most brutal thing in the world. Oh, you don't like them? No, I didn't. It's not that I didn't like them. I watched the last one with my friends from high school in the theaters, and we're like, "All right, this is over." And then like it fade to black, and then it cut back in, and we're like, "How is there like another twenty minutes left of this movie? Why won't this thing just end?" Oh, I love those. I have the books as well. Uh, Harry guys- Potter is better than the Lord of the Rings. The books, yes, not the movies. Uh, like, all of it. I, uh, they're the, different. They're different. I don't know if they're comparable. Yeah, uh, the books I enjoyed for Harry Potter very much so because the books are different. For, the, only the first book and first movie are the same, really, in Harry Potter. After that, they change so much in the movies. They do. They So they change a lot in the fifth movie is the one that I've always thought that the the book did not do – um, it did, the book was way more in depth than the movie was. The movie glossed over a lot of stuff. Order of the Phoenix, right? Yeah, Order of the Phoenix. Okay, I'm just... it took me forever to read that book too. That book was like 700 pages. It was massive. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I borrowed all the books and just kept on reading them and then handing them back and then getting the next one each time from a friend, which was that was that was fun. <laughs> Lauren almost made the terrible decision to get rid of all of her Harry Potter books. I know. Oh. I, I kind of just, I had them in a box and I was like, do I, do I need these? Am I going to read these again? And here I am. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to start, I'm going to go back and read them all. Yeah. Those are some of the books that I've, I've actually read more than once. The book that I've read the most times over is a book called, um, it's part of a trilogy called the King Killer Chronicles. I've probably mentioned it before. Patrick Rothfuss mm-hmm. is the writer. Um, 
and it's just amazing writing amazing storytelling um it's just it's such a fun read and it's a thick book too it's not like an, it's not a quick read um i just absolutely love them um i and i can't wait for the third book to finally come out and they are supposedly doing like tv shows and movies based off of it too fun which will be like the new game of thrones i guess Hmm. I don't think I've ever read a book twice. Really? I don't think I've ever gone back and read a book a second time. Oh. Yuri, how's it going? It's connecting to audio. Yeah. There it is. Yuri, welcome. Hey, guys. Welcome. Sorry, so, uh, I didn't know what was going on. No, no, you're good, man. So uh, obviously, I I believe you remember me, uh, Tim Chagru. Uh, you're also with JJ Dan and uh, Lauren Nedwick. I believe Brandon's still floating around as well. Hi, guys. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to run through. Uh, most people know, uh, but Lloyd's website, whereslloyd.com, um, Facebook at Lloyd Taco Factory, and then on Twitter and Instagram at Where's Lloyd. And uh, Yuri, you are the uh, head of operations for Lloyd's for their both of their locations, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. So, um, how have I don't know if you've even I, I think you've seen the bar madness stuff going on on social media. I think you've shared a couple of the posts. Um, what have you thought about the the whole thing? Um, yeah, I just, uh, Pat, our social media, um, coordinator, he kind of, uh, told me about it and brought it to light and, uh, it's been pretty, uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. I, I really, uh, dig out what you guys have been doing as far as, uh, the recaps. Those are pretty, uh, humorous. You guys did a good job with that. Uh, no, it's cool. Anytime, um, uh, our names get mentioned outside of tacos is uh, pretty humbling because, you know, first and foremost, everyone knows us as uh, a food truck uh, that serves pretty awesome um, street food and in particular tacos. But uh, it's been a long grind to get our uh, names out there as a, a, you know, a high end, not even a high end, but just a quality cocktail bar. Um, so that's pretty humbling. Um, so it's pretty cool to see. Good job on what you guys are doing. So I know for, uh, for, like you said, a lot of people know it as the taco factory, but you guys have an awesome bar there as well. And I know Mez K is probably one of the other big ones that are on the street on hurdle, but you guys are right there neck and neck with one another. And you guys are always pushing each other on, you know, being innovative with cocktails. Like people need to know more that, uh, the taco factory is a cocktail bar that serves tacos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no hurdles got a cool, cool scene going on, especially I think it's, we're approaching five years now being on the strip and, um, every bar there has its own uniqueness that, uh, has, uh, ingrained itself into the community. And we're just really, uh, you know, we love the people at Meske, but we also love all the other bars that are out there. Um, you know, it's tough to say that one bar's uh, purpose and what they do is better than another. I, I like to 
related to, you know, you could interpret it as music or a dance. There's different types of dances. There's different gen genres of music. And it, it can be applied to bars as well. So, yeah, we, we're more on the cocktail scene. Uh, but, um, you know, I love going to dive bars. I love going to, um, you know, craft microbrews, uh, breweries. I, I love, um, you know, everyone has its own niche. Uh, and what Mesque is doing is, uh, you know, they've been doing a great thing out there. And um, they were the first on the strip. And it was cool to, you know, take part. Crave does a really good job. Uh, and I know there's a couple other bars that uh, uh, mess with some cocktails. And, you know, there's even um, bars out there that, you know, are more, uh, you, you consider them dive bars, but they, they have some cool spirits on their back shelf that uh, you can really appreciate. So I think there's something for everyone. Um, but as far as what we do and, you know, what our focus is, you know, we don't, we don't like to compare ourselves to anyone else. We just like to focus on what we do. And, uh, and we push each other within our, our own group. Uh, we have a lot of really talented bartenders um, that have been, uh, you know, growing with the program. Um, I'm not going to proclaim that I know more than anyone else. Uh, I've been mentored uh, with some awesome people in, in the bar community. And I, I really try to pick their brains. And every time I go out, I, I, I really observe and watch what's going on because I think everyone has something to provide an ad and you're always constantly pushing yourself and learning something new as you go and Meske, like you mentioned they do a, you know they, they get they get really innovative with it especially uh when rachel was part of the program she she came up with some stuff that i, I wouldn't even know how to how to wrap my head around so kudos so, to uh, so for obviously i said you're the head of operations for them but uh, originally, when it was just the the taco factory on Hurdle, um, you oversaw the cocktail program and everything there. How did it uh, come about for you getting that position? And uh, I imagine probably a big honor for you know, hey, this is this you know this biggest food truck that's in Buffalo, and they're selecting me to develop this bar for them in their restaurant. Uh, if you could talk to that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I knew I knew the guys that. Uh, the owners, uh, Chris and Pete, uh, before uh, any of this came to fruition, before Lloyd was even uh, created, uh, Pete's younger brother is like one of my best friends. Uh, we grew up together. So I was actually one of the few people uh, very early on in the concept of Lloyd and the food truck that got to actually uh, taste the food and give them their give them honest opinion on it. Um, so I've known the guys for a while. Um, I used to be, uh, the bar manager, of Dave and Busters. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Dave and Busters, but, uh, <laughs> you play games, right? Um, but it was, uh, I knew them from there and, uh, I've been in the restaurant industry for probably 15 plus years now. Um, I think Pete, uh, saw me as someone that uh, he can trust. He, he saw that I was a hard worker. And um, granted, I didn't know anything about craft uh, uh, bartending, but uh, he, he knew I'd be a trustworthy person and someone that would really uh, appreciate what vision they're putting out there. Um, so, you know, he approached me with a concept and idea, and I thought it was, you know, really exciting because uh, – 
A, I was going to be able to run my own program. B, I was going to be able to learn and uh, a new craft and challenge myself. And that really gets me excited. I don't like complacency. So um, we were partnered up uh, and we had Buffalo Proper at the time, uh, Carrie and John Carroll. They were a consulting group uh, for the program. And for seven to eight months, we got to hang out with Buffalo Proper team and, and learn everything. Um, that made them successful uh, and applied to our program. And, you know, we switched up some things and uh, crafted and made it to, uh, you know, what worked them. And um, I just remember it was a cool thing, you know, Pete and myself working late nights there and seeing the owner of, you know, something that is considered like this big uh, icon in Buffalo, uh, you know, sweeping and mopping floors and, and getting his hands dirty. So it was really humbling to see and it drove me to want to work even harder. And the ironic thing is not many people knew know this is at the time I, I really hated agave spirits. I didn't like tequila. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was disgusting. Um but uh like anything if you don't know about something uh and you judge judge it before learning about it or uh diving deep into it, you know, uh ignorance, you know is going to play into it. So as I started actually learning about um, spirits and in particular agave spirits, um, it, it, it really made me appreciate what it was and actually uh, tasting what good agave tasted like. It, it really made me uh, fall in love with it. And uh, I had to because we were going to be a mezcal program and at the time I had no idea what mezcal was. So uh, it was really cool uh, to bring that to Buffalo and now now a lot of households that would have never known about um, that specific spirit category uh, know what mezcal is and, and, and are in love with it just as much as I am so it's really cool that part of it is really cool to see just you know being able to introduce something new to a community so um, you have the the North Buffalo location but you guys also have the Williamsville one now for this specific tournament it was just the North Buffalo Taco Factory, I believe, is sure. what we had entered. But um, I do want to talk about this because you guys are also opening a location in Elmwood, the Elmwood Village as well. Um, do you try and, like, craft things differently for each location to keep things different if people are going to go visit one versus the other? Yeah, uh, I mean, we definitely rely on consistency. Um, we want to make sure that uh, what we're doing is, uh, you know, you can get the same product and the same drink in uh, the same quality at one location versus another, especially our staples. Um, we're, we're, we really drive home that like we're not star tenders. I don't want people coming in asking where Yuri is or Sarah is or John is. I want people coming in and saying like, I know I could get a really great um, old fashioned or margarita or daiquiri at Loya Taco Factory. Uh, and it doesn't matter who makes it. But there. that being said, you are correct. You know, we have to kind of, uh, reshape our mentality when we went to Williamsville we we came in there strong and and maybe cocky thinking that we were going to be just an instant success and uh the people of Williamsville and the suburbs are a little bit different than the people of North Buffalo community in the city of Buffalo and um in the sense that you really have to gain their trust and uh you know they're creatures of habits and they have their bars and they have their places that they go and they trust and we had to earn that trust. And 
um, once we did, we really, uh, it was really great. Some of the regulars out there are amazing and really supportive. And we had to uh, fine tune it a little bit and uh, maybe not be as aggressive as we are at, uh, at our hurdle location and uh, soften it up over there. But uh, John Wheelock, our bar manager over there, does a great job with uh, the team members over there. So it's sometimes I go there and people are asking who I am. So I think that's really cool when um, I'm no longer the face of something and seeing that these guys are kind of taking over and shaping it and, and building, uh, you know, a, a grouping of people coming in to come see them and enjoy their, their services. Uh, as far as Elmwood goes, uh, I can't let out all the secrets, but we have some really cool things for people uh, to get really excited about, especially in the summer. And um, unfortunately, you know, with this whole pandemic, it kind of deflated uh, our plans for this summer. But uh, I can promise you um, the following year, uh, we're going to really uh, hit a home run with that location. And, and you know, at the time, we were worried, like, what is this going to do for Hurdle? What is it going to do for Williamsville? Is it, are, are we are we in too many places? Uh, are we uh, diluting the market? But um, the demand has been there, and I, I think North Buffalo has been become a destination. Uh, and I like to think we we are part of the reason for that, uh, along with other great bars out there uh, and restaurants. But uh, I think if you go to North Buffalo, you're going to North Buffalo because you want to go bar hopping and you want to go hang out there and in Williamsville you're you're in the suburbs and you live around there and you want to go to a really great bar and there's some really awesome bars out there as well and some new breweries that are popping up I mean every every place has its own location so I feel like yeah I, I think there's plenty of room for us to be in multiple areas and um, even in the future and you know whether it's the south towns or uh, other locations in Buffalo you know we definitely want to grow out and continue growing, but we want to do it organically. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, grow too fast for our, our own good. But uh, I think what we have going on for Elmwood, uh, people are going to be really excited about it. It's going to be a great summer destination. Um, and I think we're going to make people proud in that community. And I'm really excited to, you know, be part of that and bring, you know, I feel like Elmwood's going through a new renaissance as well. Really excited to be part of that. Well, if you guys do what you did first, so I mean, you talk about uh, you know being part of what helped maybe bring North Buffalo back. I mean, I, I live in the area. I'm walking distance to the taco factory. You're um, my neighbor. I feel like yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> right, not that far from one another. But I, I really do feel like uh, you know, there's a lot of bars on that strip that have been there for years. But when you guys came <laughs> in, you really kind of just established it as a place of you know, you guys are like an anchor in that location, especially on that end of the street. So. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on was you, you mentioned, because uh, I, I do, I go in there fairly often and you know, I always look to see if you're behind the bar. Now with the other locations, you're not there as often as you used to be. Um, but it's, it's really cool that you say, hey, we don't want it to be like, I know I'm only getting a good cocktail if you're behind the bar, if Sarah's behind the bar, but it doesn't matter who's back there. You're, you know you're going to be getting something that's really well done. Mm. Um, I think that's just an interesting thing that you point out about all the different locations and no matter which one you go to, to expect, you know, just top quality all across the board. Yeah. And, and you know, aside from the product and the drinks, um, the biggest thing that we drive home is uh, the hospitality factor. Uh, there's nothing more, um, 
uh, unapproachable than, you know, just bad service. So we really want to hit home on our hospitality and we want to really make sure that, uh, especially on the bar side, the bar team is really good about it. And anyone that uh, is part of our bar program knows that, you know, we really drive hospitality home and, um, and, and, and that's what, that's our first and foremost, aside from making like really great drinks, in my opinion, um, you know, I think we nail home the hospitality factor. You, you definitely do. Uh, I, I can tell you there's one time uh, right after my wife and I got married, we stopped in, uh, I think it was a couple of days and we're sitting outside in the patio and you came walking out with two glasses of champagne for us. So that was something I'll always <laughs> I remember. remember that, yeah. I'll remember that. Uh, but yeah, you guys hit a home run when it comes to hospitality. And as I said, uh, Thank drinks, you. Are always, drinks are always fantastic there. I'm with Tim, though. I come in there. I always do look for you. And uh, good, for, good for you and Lloyd that, you know, now that we're going in there, you got your hand into multiple other uh, different projects. But the, the drinks are consistent. The hospitality is consistent, even obviously when you're the faces that we know are not there. So. You guys done a fantastic job in that aspect. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. So, so Lauren, do you want to go through quickly who uh, the, the Taco Factory has taken down on their way to the Final Four? And then we definitely need to touch because, Yuri, you got some work to do if you're, if you're going to make it to this championship over the next two days <laughs> to, to get back up against ADOS. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in round one, you mentioned it. Um, you took down Maske which is a really big competition. You're the number nine seed. They were the number eight seed. Uh, and that was a big win for you guys. That's tough. That, that was a shock to us. Around two it was against Del Denby Tavern. I thought we were going to lose that one for sure. <laughs> I thought there was a, you know, Del Denby's is one of those places that uh, I feel like everyone, uh, it's got this like crazy cult following to it. So uh, I thought they were going to be a home run for that one. So that was cool to see. Moving into the Sweet 16, you were against Sterling Tap and Worst, another new bar on the on the hurdle strip. Mm-hmm. And then in the Elite Eight was another big win against Coles. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Coles is uh yeah. I mean that's a staple in Buffalo. Everyone goes to Coles. Um I mean- even the first yeah. few places there are like, I mean, you guys are all right next to each other. I mean, those are your guys' neighbors along the strips. Yeah. They're just, you know, lots of head-to-head matchups with people that, you know, you see all the time, so. Yeah, I know, and, that, and that's the beauty of it, um, you know, and that's what I love about Hurdle is uh, the synergy that we can create. Uh, you know, it's not one, like I mentioned before, it's not just come to my place, come to my bar, um, I want you to be able to come to our place for a drink or late night food or whatever reason you're there. Um, but I also want you to be able to enjoy an entire night's worth. So, you know, that's, that's the beauty of all those bars. You can really just make a whole night out of it. And uh, it's important to have synergy. And like you mentioned, when we first came to North Buffalo, um, I think there was some hesitation <laughs> of us being there from, you know, maybe some old school places, but um you know, anytime we go somewhere, we, we never want to come in bullish and we never want to come in like um, we're better than anyone uh, because we know, you know, especially nowadays and more importantly, what we're going through today, um, we all know that it is a community effort. And in order for all, you know, one place to be successful, everyone has to be successful. Uh, so that's, uh, that synergy is super important for our success. And uh, without it, it's, it, and 
I think that's where a lot of places, uh, you know, that falter uh, don't see it is that you really need to have that sort of uh, ping pong effect off each other and really support each other as a community, uh, especially local businesses. So, um, yeah, even though we beat them, um, I, you know, those are all go great places to go check out and I highly advise it. So I think the one thing that's also been kind of unfortunate with everything being shut down and not having events, uh, I know for Lloyd, you guys have won several of uh, the cocktail competitions against your guys' peers in that industry in terms of just all of Western New York, the specific cocktail bars. Um, I believe the last one that I went to was at, uh, oh, what's the name of the place that's on Elmwood that's over there, the Foundry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe you guys won that year based on uh, cocktails. Do you guys do anything specific for that, knowing like what kind of cocktail you're going to design or different things that you would enter for any of those types of competitions? Yeah, I, you, first and foremost, you have to kind of understand what the competition is and, uh, and who's attending these competitions, who's voting, who's doing it. Uh, you have to kind of cater to the palate of the judges and people that are going to be attending. So... Uh, there's a lot of cool things we want to go with, but sometimes simplicity is best and um, you have to kind of factor into like what kind of, uh, like I said, the palettes that you're going to be catering to. Uh, so uh, I, I, I think the one you were mentioning, uh, I think we had our gin and juice cocktail, which is a staple on our menu. Uh, we, we kind of submitted that rather than creating a new one because we just thought, you know, it was a really refreshing punch. Uh, that has a lot of like sounds simple but it has a lot of really cool ingredients in it that really make it pop and um, we just felt like you know that was the best way to go and and luckily you know we were right but there were so many cool things that people were creating and um, and so many cool things that um, you know probably deservingly could have won over us but uh, yeah I think it's just first and foremost you know knowing is it more industry related is it more um more uh i don't want to say home home tenders but uh just people that are are not necessarily there for the industry but more so for a night out what kind of competition is it um truthfully mm -hmm. i hate doing competitions it, it yeah <laughs> yeah it drives me nuts uh not because i don't think they're fun or exciting it just gives me a lot of anxiety but uh i think uh I think when all said and done, it's, it's really enjoyable and, and it really brings everyone together. And it's actually really cool. Like no one's like aggressive about it. Uh, all the bartenders and bars are super supportive and it's just a really good networking opportunity, truthfully. Um, and it's a good way to just, you know, uh, get all the bars and community together. And, 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 and like I said before, create that synergy that we feed off of each other. So, Lauren, do you, does anyone have the actual stats on the current matchup between Adolph's and, and the Taco Factory? I think it's 91% to 9%. So, I don't know if you can do anything to kind of help bolster your guys up. Maybe you can make a, a ultimate comeback here in the last couple of days for this, this poll. Are we losing? Is that what? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Adolph's is beating us, beating us so far. All right. Hey, I'll get our marketing team on it ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I, I, this is ninety-one. This is ninety-one percent to nine percent on Facebook. I don't know what the Twitter is. Okay, I, well, I was looking at Twitter. I thought we were winning on Twitter. But... Yes, uh, you were winning on Twitter. I think it was one hundred seven, one hundred seven votes, and you guys had like eighty percent of them. 
um, okay. which is where you have gotten most. I mean, that's a lot of where the following is for you guys in general is on Twitter. Um, and we have been running the polls on Instagram, which is also where you guys are, are, are fairly popular. So yeah, if you want to get the, the social media team on uh, maybe getting that Facebook poll back to even, uh, oh, we, we had Mike on. Yeah. Facebook's funny. It's uh, now that I, I've been watching, well, being ingrained in social media uh, between Twitter and Instagram, we definitely have, feel like we have more fans on those than Facebook nowadays. I would but, love to uh, see the fourth quarter comeback that Lloyd has right now. With their, yeah. They jump in and start playing about 10 minutes left in the fourth and see if they can come back. Um, yeah, what was, well, what was Mike saying earlier? Mike was saying earlier, Can uh, is there a mercy rule or something? And he's like, look, there's no way we can count them out until it's over. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to count them out until the clock says that the poll is ended. So yeah, no, we'll we'll go out swinging. I promise that. <laughs> uh, so uh, Yuri, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. Um, do you want to give any shout outs to anybody on your staff that's uh, made it uh, possible for Lloyd to be as successful as they are? Yeah, I want to shout out to, you know, we're obviously still open. So I want to shout out to all our staff, um, the bar team, but not just the bar team, the kitchen staff and the managers, everyone uh, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're really busy right now. Thankfully, the community is supporting uh, takeout and uh, it's, it's actually logistically was a nightmare at first to try to figure out um, on how to accomplish that. Uh, because if you think about it, it's, uh, what people don't understand is uh, we were able to control the flow before, even though it looked like we were super busy. Now it's like, imagine a hundred people putting in their orders at the same exact time uh, to a kitchen and, and then expecting their food to come out in 10, <laughs> 10 15 minutes. It's, uh, it's been a challenge. So uh, we're getting better at it. Uh, the staff's working extremely hard. Um, I, you know, the bar team, uh, and the bar leaders that are on there, you know, I want to give them all shout outs, you know, John, Sarah, where the bar managers have been great, Rob, Monica, Zach, Ethan, uh, Brendan. Um, there's so many of them uh, that just do a really great job and are super committed. And, and all the staff that, you know, unfortunately, uh, one thing we had to do was we had to uh, uh, unfortunately let go some people during this uh uh, crisis, but we plan on bringing them all back. And I just want them to all know that uh, we're looking forward to, you know, getting this going again and, and, and bringing the community back together. And so, yeah, the staff, first and foremost, uh, just want to give them all a shout out that uh, whether uh, they're at home or still grinding away that uh, we're thinking about them and uh, we appreciate everything they've done to help us get to this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been an unfortunate circumstance for a lot of businesses that they've had to, you know, they've been put in that position of laying people off and letting people go. But, you know, for at least Lloyd, it seems like you guys have been being supported throughout this whole thing. Like you said, hundreds of orders coming in at the same time and trying to figure out how do we process all of these things. So it is really good to see that you guys have, the way you've handled and transitioned throughout all of it. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's been wild. Uh, we got Cinco de Mayo coming up, which we're anticipating to be pretty crazy. So uh, we will be having some pre-orders going on for margarita party packs. So highly advise everyone to get those in before, uh, just, just so we don't sell out. Um, but we're going to do our best to make sure everyone uh, is boozed up on that day and gets to enjoy themselves. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'll get one of those for sure. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Yuri, thank you so much.
Thank you guys. This was Thanks, awesome. Uh, Perfect. We'll, we'll make sure to stage that comeback. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stay safe, my friend. Take care, guys. Cheers. That was great. I was glad he was able to come on. Mm -hmm. 100%. Glad we got. So the story that he didn't tell that thankfully, uh, <laughs> uh, so my propensity for leaving credit cards at bars, uh, <laughs> after leaving Mezkay, Christina and I stopped um, to say hello to Yuri at Lloyd and Rachel and everyone was also coming over and we, the plan was to meet them there and then I'll go to Dell's afterwards, which is a lot, one of the places that all the bartenders on the strip go to, to, you know, have their nightcap as everything closes down. Well, I, I walked in and, you know, he served me and Christina drink and um, not only did I not leave my credit card there, I never handed it to him and I had just thought that I had and then I left without paying. And he's like, you just looked so confident that I assumed you had already paid for everything. <laughs> and then he, he, I ran into him at Dell's and he's like, yeah, you know, you didn't pay your tab or anything else. Felt so terrible about it that I bought him and like every of all the other bartenders there a round of drinks. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did. that." <laughs> so yeah. Um, I, I look forward to forgetting my credit card at Casey's cause it's the only place in the final four that I've, I've done something like that. <laughs> that's amazing so you timmed yourself i did tim myself and he every time that we've i've run into him he'll you know he's 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 joked about it. he's had a good sense of humor he's like hey do you guys want to go to this bar and not pay for anything so he's, he's definitely giving me a, uh some ribbing every time that he sees me he's a really good guy though he's i think it's cool the story that you told brandon of you know, like the hospitality of him bringing out uh, two champagne flutes for you and Liz after you guys got married. So I known Yuri and by now I just obviously kind of in the, the bar scene and friends of friends, mm -hmm. but since he worked at Dave and Buster's, so he used to work with Matt Valance and I used to go in and hang out. Oh, okay. Yuri was there. Uh, and then also he is really good friends with Liz's friends. So, uh, okay. Um, so I knew him then. And then obviously migrating into you know going out to the bars lloyd and then obviously hanging out with you up on hurdles so i saw him a lot but yeah that was awesome we didn't he didn't even like come over and say hi first he just instantly showed up at the table with two glasses of champagne for us so it was awesome that's yeah. super cool that's cool um, so yeah sorry i had to keep on stepping away i had to turn off my camera a couple times uh, well we know we understand yeah yuri was really pissed no no one even noticed that was going <laughs> He kept saying, what the yeah, fuck? Where did it. Brandon go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, this is, I mean, the, the outreach and I think the outreach that this has got, and I think the best, best thing to come from this is maybe not the likes, but the stories of bars reaching out to other bars and doing like bets. And I think that's hysterical. Um, and I like that they're getting behind this. And as uh, Casey said, the perfect storm, uh, Kansas City winning the Super Bowl when they open. Uh, maybe us putting this up at now with what's happening is a perfect storm for the bars to get behind it so much and they actually, that they actually did. Yeah, I think the other thing that's cool is to hear, you know, all the bars, you know, oh, yeah, you know, when we saw that matchup, we were, thought we were done for sure. You know, we thought there was no way we we're going to make it past them. And all of them feeling that way. So it's cool to think, you know, how for them, for, you know, we've made it this far. Or we've, you know, our social media following has pushed us onto the next round, not thinking they even had a chance against whoever they were facing. Yeah. I think it also goes to show how uh, worth it it was for the effort that we've put into this and, and how much people have noticed and, 
even Yuri mentioning all the write-ups that we've had for, for Lloyd, the fact of like, Hey, he actually went through and read them is, is pretty cool. So. Yeah, that was so pat, pat on the backs for ourselves guys. Hey, we did a really good job with this. This is, this is, this is props to, this is props to you and Lauren. I came up with the idea, but you guys took it and ran with it and turned it into what it is. So props to you guys. I wish I could have participated a little bit more, but I'm glad the idea that rolled around in my head, you guys formed it into what it is. So. Well, it's a good thing Lauren jumped on board because I think I would have thrown myself out the window if I had tried to tackle this one by myself. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I just want this to grow next year, do something better and bigger and just continue going with this. Cause this is fun. This is just fun stuff to do. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. This interaction that we're getting. And from our perspective, it didn't cost us anything to do it. It was really just time and effort, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I'm it's looking just, forward to, Oh, go ahead, Lauren. No, it's just interesting that it lined up the way it did with quarantine. And for me, I mean, I think so many other people, whether it's your neighborhood bar or if it's just a, a staple bar in one of the other areas to go and hang out, you share, you know, stories and fun times with friends. And it's tough to not be able to go do that uh, and socialize like that. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun to put this up there and have people be able to hear about the different establishments and some more about their, their history of how they started. Uh -huh. It's kind of a feel good. It's nice to have it. Yeah, it's, it's funny because the one bar we didn't ask how they started, we or everyone knows, so we didn't even have to with Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, but even for him to say, you know, talking about like how they came into the neighborhood and it was kind of maybe people were a little bit unsure about how it was going to work for them, but I think it's just brought so many people into that neighborhood and discovered Hurdle, you know, in general as a location to go to in the city. I think uh, they're going to do the same thing for Elmwood. I think the them coming into that neighborhood is going to help you know like you said it's going through kind of like an overhaul and i he as he said he couldn't really go into it too much but I, they're going into cecilia's which i think will make it the first place they'll have a massive patio outside yeah. i mean they have when they have small ones right now but yeah when he was hinting it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun in the summer i'm like big patio like that's yep. that, that means big patio outdoor stuff that's what it sounds Big Lloyd, like. Lloyd, big patio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Summer patio drinking. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for that spot to open up. Uh, let's not talk All right, about Lauren. Sad. Lauren, you, you had kind of touched on this earlier, I think, but who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Oh, it's a tough call. Um, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go with Adolph's. I'll go with the favorite. Brandon, you're on mute. No, there you go. Sorry. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Cinderella story. I think their, their social media following and the, what they've done so far, I didn't think anyone was going to catch Matt May and for them to be neck and neck with them right now. I think Casey is going to come in unknown 13th seed and take the whole thing and dance their night away. I'm with Brandon on this. I think they just will – the casual voter will vote for them because everyone loves an underdog story as it is. And I think that's just what's going to put them over the edge in some of these matchups because they, they they have the following. The other ones all have a following, but the under underdog, underdog story, everyone loves. And I think that's what's going to put them over the top. I, I mean, I will correct that though. If Yuri just starts putting a marketing team on something, everyone better watch out because I don't <laughs> see anyone taking that down. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. uh, what Lloyd has is, I mean, the other bars don't have like, hey, marketing team, set this up. 
Yuri's going to make one text right now and say, this is what needs to be done for marketing and everyone else might be effed. <laughs> We're going to check the poll and it's going to be 99% Lloyd. <laughs> and and, and Adolf is going to be back to the 1%. Yeah. Vote for Lloyd and you buy one, get one burrito for a day or yeah. something. Like, everyone's done. <laughs> the thing that's crazy with, uh, with Lloyd is just, so I think it was maybe like two years ago, they switched the wraps on their burritos to green from the, the taco trucks. And like, that is the smartest thing you could have ever done. Cause anytime someone walks downtown with one of those burritos and you just see the green, you just immediately think Lloyd and you know that they're in the area. So it's, it's really cool that what they've done with everything with their, the taco trucks and then expanding to the brick and mortar locations. When I lived across the street from brick bar and I wasn't going out that night, I vividly remember Liz and I, peering out the window because I could see because I used to park to the left of Brick Bar every night at 11. I would peer out, wait for the truck to pull up and run <laughs> downstairs and then run back upstairs. So I have uh, they their their burritos are good. I can see where they park downtown from my boss's office, like his window. So I like peer my head through his door just to peek out his window so I can see if they're parked up there or not. Mm-hmm. I still think I've bought more tacos from their trucks overall than the brick and mortar, even though I've only bought them from the brick and mortar since it opened. Yeah. It's dangerous that I can walk to Lloyd from my house yeah. and that they're open late. You, you completely changed, uh, changed my life when it came to Lloyd's because before I started hanging out with you, the only thing I would ever get was a pork burrito. And then you're like, Hey, try this. Uh, what was it? Try the big Lloyd. Job. No, not the big Lloyd, the other one. Oh, the um, Dirty South. The dirty the dirty South. South. And since I've had a Dirty South, I have not ordered anything since. Oh, I, delicious. Regular, I always get the regular because I just love those pickled reds and everything together. Just so good. Their skinny tie is really good too, which is uh, their vegan option, I believe, which Christine often gets from there. Their uh, quesadilla with the uh, that mixed dip sauce or whatever is delicious as well but my prediction i i think matinee is gonna win i i think i think they're gonna i mean i don't know it, they could be losing right now to casey's but i just feel like they're gonna make that push but if they don't win then casey's i think is i don't know it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough between them and adolf because then you'll have wet all of west buffalo versus all of south buffalo and it'll be it'll be cool to see how much that vote gets in that championship game yeah i Casey's man, they're really making a showing. I said a place that all of us have not been to, and we're all going to be heading over there afterwards. And he, uh, they have the whole penalty box thing is cool, the scoreboard, and putting you know that's that area I can see kind of popping up um, pretty soon if they can start putting bars up and down the Black Rock area. Um, I mean so that little stretch right there, like he mentioned, all the Dapper Goose, Sportsman, Casey's, they're all right there. So there is the stretch there. I just I feel like it doesn't have the same. And maybe it does in the neighbor. I mean, look, what the hell do we know? Look at all those people voting for him. So maybe, maybe the joke's on us in this one. What is that bar we went to after uh, Artisan Kitchen? Wasn't that right there? Yeah. Yep. That's, it's right in that same stretch. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, I feel like, uh, Lauren, both you and I should serve two minutes in the penalty box when we go and visit for putting them at the 13th seed and ranking them <laughs> so low in this tournament. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys have any final words before we, we sign off or before we end the official part of this podcast? Not really. No. There's a lot good of luck to, uh, thank you to 
Adolph's, Matinee, Casey's, and Lloyd, and good luck to everyone. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. We have one matchup that's forty nine to fifty, really close, and we. I, depending on what year he does, man, it could make for an interesting two days when it comes to this. Yeah, it might be like a Disney movie, Brandon, when like that team that like sucked at the beginning and they look like they have no hope whatsoever, and then they just one eighty turn everything around and pull it all together. And the Giants like, beat the Cowboys. Like District Five playing the Hawks, man. District Five thought you know yeah. the Hawks thought they had it. Next thing you know, District Five comes out with new unis and they crush it in the third period. <laughs> I was thinking about the. You know, or the icebox uh, decides she doesn't want to be a cheerleader and starts playing football again, and then they just crush him in the second half. And they do the annexation of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yep. What was that, Lauren? I said, cue the comeback music. Oh, yeah. So, no, it was fun. All righty, guys. Uh, reminder, follow us on social media, at Game on Buffalo, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. You can find all of our hopefully upcoming leagues on uh, our website, gameonbuffalo.com. And all right, guys, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Don't Let's not get drunk again tonight like we did last night. <laughs> I will not fall asleep at the table. All right, I'll see you. All right, bye, guys. Bye.